Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back. We're here in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida. Your automotive team on how not to be ripped off by your car dealer. And uh, we've been doing this for a long time. We're uh, live as I speak now. You heard my recorded introduction. And we got the full crew. I mean, uh, we got my son Stu Stewart and Rick Kearney, my wife Nancy Stewart. Uh, we got Jonathan in the control room there. I got Jeremy in the control room. Full crew. It's uh, been interesting in the past few days or months or weeks or whatever it is. Just uh, there's always something. Uh, tore my Achilles tendon the other day and put me out for a few weeks. I'm back. And, uh, of course, this whole COVID crisis thing has just turned the world topsy-turvy, automotive especially. And you car buyers out there are in need of help, and that's why we're here to help you and listen to your calls, learn from you, actually. Uh, we learn a lot. We've got some uh, regular callers uh, from all around the country. Uh, we rely on them not only for great questions, but for information. And uh, we're in the information age like never before. I mean, we got so much information. We even got artificial information now. So we got, we got more information. I used to think I was cool with Google. Now Google's having to switch over to AI. So artificial intelligence. It's absolutely amazing. Exciting to be alive in, in the 21st century. And um, risky. Uh, risky to be alive if you're a consumer. You know, the uh, consumers are getting smarter, but the uh, charlatans out there, the, the devious sellers, you might say, uh, among which uh, the car dealers probably lead the pack, they're getting smarter too. So uh, car dealers are trying to figure out how to take your money and when they repair or maintain your car, I mean, they sell your car or lease your car. And here we are, Earl Stewart on Cars, in about its 20th year, telling you uh, how you can get a good deal on the car and how you can buy the right car, how you can maintain and repair it correctly. Uh, love to hear from you. I, uh, I can't overemphasize how important your calls are. I would just keel over right here in my chair in the studio if we didn't have any calls. I mean, that's happened years ago. <laughs> I, I still wake up in a cold sweat remembering when we first started half an hour show and nobody would call. <laughs> one time we did a whole show, and this is the truth, I swear. One time we did a whole show and wondered why nobody called, found out that the transmitter was broken and we were speaking to nobody for a half an hour. <laughs> anyway, I hope that doesn't happen again. We're, as I say, in the 21st century and things are working real well. Uh, call us uh, on the landline, as we call it now, landline, 877 960 9960. Please write that number down if you haven't got a thought in mind now, question, uh, advice. Uh, if you don't want to call, just write the number down. 
877-960-9960. Now, Nancy Stewart sitting to my left here, um, a co-founder of the show with me back in the day. Um, she is monitoring those phone calls carefully. We prefer the phone calls because we hear the person. We hear the personality. We hear the, the, the emotion, the... Uh, uh, it just, I mean, the humor. I mean, we, we, we have some very, very humorous callers. I'm, I'm thinking of the roadrunner from Miami as I say that, but we have some people out there just uh, are, are very entertaining. So love to hear your calls. And when you do call, bam, Nancy will knock me off the air or Stu or Rick, whoever's talking, say, hey, we got a phone call. We, pr we will prioritize your phone calls, 877-960-9960. And if I'm talking too much about uh, buying and selling and leasing and that kind of thing, I, I, I can't uh, give Rick Kearney's name out enough. Rick, he monitors our YouTube channel, by the way, uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And he has a, a, a following of callers that are just amazing. He, I mean, I don't want to say he's got the best callers, but uh, I will say I think he's I got the best callers. <laughs> And uh, Rick is a certified diagnostic master technician, and uh, he knows what he's talking about. He's been 25, 26 years. He's been fixing cars, and uh, you talk about changing. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, what he did uh, 25 years ago, what he does today. I mean, he's a computer guy, and uh, cars are complicated today. They're just, they're they're overly complicated. I blame the manufacturers for that. I don't think they should be. I think they should be simplified. Elegantly simple is what they should be, but we've got bells and whistles you can't even think about, and uh, it's just complicated. I mean, people buy a car today, and if you bought a new car recently, you'll know this. Now, uh, you drive it home, you don't know how to operate half of the buttons and switches. You don't know, uh, you know, where this is, where that is, and uh, the only thing you have to rely on is a giant old-fashioned, uh, you know. Uh, handbook called an owner's manual or you can go online i know that but it's just too long it should be simple user friendly is my favorite phrase user friendly if you can figure out how to make a car that runs well and AI. economically and fast ai we well, just talk to it yeah yeah ai yeah but you know, let, let ai handle it you just should be able to get from point a to point b in right. comfort and that's the way it should be so uh, ask for Rick Kearney if you have any questions about your car. They'll give you a free diagnosis, and that's worth a, a hundred bucks probably. Uh, you go into a, a car repair outfit, and uh, they'll they'll of course repair you know charge you to repair the car, but they're going to charge you to tell you what's wrong with the car. I mean, that, I don't think that's right. Sometimes you get free diagnosis, but most often they're going to try to charge you something. Hey, get a free diagnosis. Eight seven seven. 960-9960, just ask for Rick or go to youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And, of course, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. You can reach us that way, too. Now, for you texters out there, and that's me, I'm a texter, um, I, I, I always prefer a text. Uh, but that's, that's me personally, and that's in my business. It's not on the radio show. We prefer the phone call. But the text number for you texters like me is area code 772 Four nine seven six five three zero seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We have a few choice texters. Anne Marie comes to mind. She texts us every week. I I hope she does this week too. And she is incredibly uh, 
perceptive. She stays on top of things. I mean, she, she asks the perfect question, meaning it's the question that's on your mind and on our mind, and it really makes us think. So if you have a question and you don't want to pick up the phone call, then uh, please use the text number 772-497-6530. And, uh, of course, there's the anonymous feedback line, which... Uh, it's kind of fallen into uh, lack of use. I don't know why. Youranonymousfeedback.com. You want to maintain total secrecy? You want to have uh, no one know who you are, where you are, and you have something to say that maybe you're a little bit nervous about? Use youranonymousfeedback.com. Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback, F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K.com, youranonymousfeedback.com. Rick, what do you got over there? Uh, speaking of good questions, I've got a great one from Negan One. Oh. He says, gas guzzler tax. Uh, you know, a lot of these cars, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the hot rods, and they put yeah. this gas guzzler tax on. He says, I just read the manufacturer is responsible for paying it, uh, is what the law says, yet it is passed on to the purchaser. Sure. So is that negotiable? Well, that's capitalism. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, taxes are cost, and the more taxes we have, the higher the prices. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a consumer advocate, but I'm also a car dealer. In full disclosure, we have a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach. So I understand both sides of the street. Uh, we have to make money, and when prices go up to, to the business, you know, real estate prices go up, oil, you know, oil gas, uh, telephone, uh, you know, uh, salaries, the higher the prices, the, the higher the cost, the higher the prices. I don't, I, I th- I don't think p- choosing their tax that they have to pay would be a good negotiating tool. I mean, like, I'd pick their, pro- oh, you're making enough money, not a co- you have to pay taxes. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a hard cost to, yeah. to mm-hmm. explain away. <laughs> okay, folks. Okay, um, and Nancy Stewart is going to uh, tell you about a special offer, a special special offer she has this morning for you ladies Correct. and uh, she's our female advocate and you know her well the mic is yours Nancy okay uh, all of you that are waiting uh, that have called in I'll be right with you but I do want to announce that uh, for female callers you have to be a new caller for usually we give um, we go for two female new callers this morning uh, to celebrate Mother's Day uh, we are going to wait for four of you to call remember what i said we're waiting for four of you to call we're gonna uh, the, the callers that hung up give me a call back please we're gonna stay with the phones for a little while harriet is calling from broward county and she is a new female caller good morning harriet hi how are you we're well thank you happy mother's day and you just oh, won yourself fifty dollars if you stay oh, on the line you can uh, you can give Jeremy your contact information, and he'll give it to me, and I'll get that check out to you. Thank you for okay. calling Earl on Cars. And happy Mother's Day to you, too. Yes. Um, I have a two. You still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, how can we help you this morning? I have a 2007 Toyota Yaris. It's a four-door, and at about 60,000 miles, it first started where I was getting a, I don't know how to explain it, it's basically a sloshing of water under, sort of it seemed like, under the glove compartment area. 
Eventually, it would get worse as I made sudden turns. That's when I would hear it the most. And I started to get the dripping on the, on the floor, and this was on the passenger side. I brought it into the Toyota dealership. They didn't tell me what it was. They wanted $500 to fix it. Mm. Eventually, I couldn't pay that. I went to another dealer and another service department from a Toyota place. And what happened was he said, oh, it's nothing. It's an accumulation of either leaves or debris. They drained it out for nothing. But eventually, after miles and miles, it started to happen again. Um, This time, I called up uh, Southeast Toyota, Mm -hmm. told them they sent me back to um, a dealership, and they cleared it out. But my question is, I now have 125,000 miles on the car, and it is still happening. I have asked many questions whether there's an add-on or there's something I can put on to prevent this from happening or is it inherent to the car. And I've tried parking away from leaves, I, you know, trees. I live in a condo area, and it is very difficult for me to escape this situation with the trees. I've tried to do that. I finally found a place to park, but it's still happening. Sometimes it can take a year before it happens. Sometimes it can take six months. And that's my question. Is there anything that I can do for this? Well, here, here's what's happening. The What's called the evaporator box and the evaporator core is part of the air conditioning. And you know when you take a cold can of soda or cold water, and you walk outside in Florida, humidity hits it, and immediately the outside just starts dripping moisture all over. The water's just dripping off the outside from the humidity. Yeah. This is the same thing that's happening inside that core. It's collecting a lot of the air. It's blowing air across it. But the humidity, the water, is staying in there. And that water is supposed to drip down into the box and go out through a little rubber hose down at the bottom. And unfortunately, sometimes things not being perfect in life, leaves and debris can get down into that box and they work down into the bottom and they cover over that little hole down at the bottom. That's when it starts filling up with water. You get that sloshing noise and condensation will, because it's so cold water, you'll get condensation on the outside of that box that will drip down inside. And what happens is they're going in and they're using like an air blaster or maybe even a, a piece of wire. They'll poke up in there or they'll go inside the car and pull that drain hose off and poke something into the box to try to break those leaves up and get them to move out of there. But once the leaves are in there, if they're big enough pieces, they don't always like degrade or break down. So they can move them away from the hole and they may stay away from that hole for months and months and months and then eventually they'll move back. The only permanent fix to it is you've got to remove that entire AC box from the car and clean it all, take it apart and clean out all the debris that's in there. Or basically you've just got to try to avoid being under trees. And when it does happen like that, when you do get that blockage, 
you got to just blast something up in there. Rick, to clear how it out. much would it cost her to have the operation done to where they would remove the box and get all clean the leaves out? Probably somewhere in the neighborhood of eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Wow! Because Ooh. most places, if they're going to go in there, it at that age for the car, it'd be a good idea to replace that evaporator core anyways, because it's going to have started getting corroded. It's going to be dirty and packed up with goo and dirt and debris. And it probably would just be a good idea to go ahead and replace it at that point if you wanted to keep the car for a good length of time. But for yet. 2007, that would be a huge expense percentage-wise. Yeah, it would. Yeah. What I would, my recommendation would be to find a, a, a local independent shop or even a dealership that's going to charge you a reasonable amount to do this. When it occurs, just have them go in and pull that drain hose loose and clear it out again and it shouldn't be more than $150 each time, depending on how often it needs it. That's about what it has cost. It's been about that, but I think it's been about four, four or five times, you know, throughout the years. Yeah. And I was just wondering, I mean, is there any way, I know I can't stop the humidity here and I can't stop the leaves, but... I don't know. I've tried putting it on in the car, the setting where you don't get the outside circulating air or the inside circulating in the air. Would that be any benefit? No, because unfortunately, you're you're still getting, even even when you set it to recirculate, you still got a certain amount of air coming into the car, because otherwise it would be like uh, like driving in a in a refrigerator. You'd be all sealed up and no fresh air coming. You wouldn't be able to breathe. So. There, there's always some a lot of outside air coming in, and it's just that Florida humidity. Uh, the only way really is just try a car cover when you're parking the car so that no more leaves can get in there, or just actually just try that, blasting it every so often. That's rough because of the rain and bringing it back up into a condo, the wet cover. So I thought right. about what about if I open up the hood and where that ledge is and i see some leaves that have gone down into that area definitely how, clean that they, off yep but how do they get in there to begin with that's i've i've seen them work their way in just wind and gravity yeah, mother, gravity and mother rain nature does uh, mother nature takes her course yeah, uh, harriet you know uh, whatever decision that you make i hope that you give us a call back and uh, let us know what you decided. And uh, as I sit here, I'm wondering if there's any odors that have accumulated in the interior of your car. My suggestion to you is to get some damp red and to uh, put that in your car. I'm a firm believer in damp red. Um, uh, my husband teases me about that. I use it in a lot of places. You couldn't even imagine. It's very effective. Harriet, so thank you. Help, would that help the situation? Uh, it will help the odor in the interior of your car, which obviously, you know, by now you've uh, accumulated. Uh, but <clears throat> as uh, Rick said, uh, the debris that you can see, make sure that you clear that out and uh, choose whether you want to spend 150 or you want to spend $800. Uh, so thank you so much for calling. Uh, we are backed up with callers, and uh, I hate to be short with you. Uh, but I have to get to them. Stay on the line, Harriet. Talk to Jeremy and give him your contact information and uh, also your email address. If you have any other questions, I'll answer them. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Mary, thanks for calling back. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, 
you've called before, and you're calling from Pompano Beach. Welcome back, Mary. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much, Nancy, um, for um, uh, acknowledging my first call. Um, I love you guys. You're really great. My question is, um, actually, I probably could fill an entire show with the fact that I've been trying to purchase a a Subaru uh, Forester Limited. And what the shenanigans, as you would say, of all these dealers. So I've seen on social media and I've decided that when I go back to New York in the summer that I'm going to buy a car um, in New York. But I don't trust the dealers because all of them say, oh, yeah, we sell cars out of state all the time. So my, my one question was, what is really the protocol? I don't want to leave New York unless I know that the paperwork to satisfy Florida has been done. So what would I ask them for? Well, if you're going to ask them to, sh- <clears throat> to ship, the first thing is a, a total of all of your costs. No, I'm going to drive. I'm going to drive. Are you gonna gonna are going to drive it up there? Um, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive up my 2018 Honda EXL. And, trade and that I'm in. going to trade it in to whomever gives me the best price up there. And then I'm going to drive the car back. So okay. I'll need some, I know, temporary permit. But what do they have to do to satisfy Florida when I get back here? Okay. Well, New York and Florida, um, their departments of motor vehicles are reciprocal. So you'll be able to um, get a um, – you can register your plate um, down here. You want to register it in Florida, right? Well, I, yeah, I already have tags. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to transfer. The, they will transfer the re- registration and do that work for you. I would just speak to the dealer that you end up getting the best price from. Um, have them run that through you, uh, run that over for you, just um, just so you can be sure. But we do it all the time. We have a lot of customers um, that are snowbirds that live in, in New York and in Florida, and uh, they routinely uh, buy cars uh, down here, register them here, or up in New York, and it's a pretty simple affair. Some some other states aren't that easy, um, but as far as your tag and registration, you don't need need a temporary plate. You'll be able to put your current tag on uh, the, on the new car, and um, they'll handle the um, the DMV paperwork for you. Okay, so would I would I be able to put my Florida tag? right on the car up there or would i have to have temporary tags from new york and then drive it back and then in florida you can just put the um the the old plate on the on the new car i'm pretty sure that's how it works in new york i mean there might be some little quirk where they give you a a temporary tag uh, until the until the registration transfer is complete but um probably you're just going to put your your plate on it and uh um and in the intervening time when you have uh while the dealership is doing the work you keep your paperwork with you um, in case you're pulled over. Yeah, I think in New York, you actually have to have the real tag on the car before the dealer delivers the car. Okay, so even for a new tag? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to yeah you're gonna leave that dealership um, either with, uh, well, with your tag as you're transferring it. So I wouldn't worry about that. But make sure you're getting all this information, you know, on, you know when you speak to them on the phone. Um, you know, speak to a, a manager, not a, um, like, a, like an entry-level salesperson who might not have experience. Um, with this sort of thing, um, you know, speak to you know, a sales manager or an experienced um, personnel at the dealership to, to, just to make sure that you feel good about how they're going to go about um, with the process. Oh, thank you so much. I, I do just want to mention one thing. Um, I've been on social media 
and uh, down here in Florida. And so many people are talking about how much money they've saved be simply going out of state because the junk fees here, I mean, they're adding 4% when I'm going to look for a car, yeah. at least 4% in junk fees. And in New York State, um, there is only a, the, the law, the consumer law says that a dealer can only add the maximum of $175. I mean, I, I'm going to Schumacher, I'm going to Hendrick Honda, I'm going to Coconut Creek, all of these uh, Honda and uh, Forrester uh, Subaru dealers. I mean, they have $900 document fees. Yeah. They've got 300 on top of that, 379 electronics processing fees. They make these fees up as uh, yeah. depending on the dealer that you go to. It's, well, I mean, I- it's people, glad, it's glad to see a consumer them. like you that understands that. Uh, a lot of people just don't understand what you just described, but you're right. Uh, Florida, especially South Florida, is absolutely the worst place in the world uh, to buy a car with respect to transparency and honesty. And as you say, the junk fees, the hidden fees, uh, they, they make up names for these fees, so you don't even know <laughs> that they're junk fees. They electronic filing fee, tag agency fee, uh, they get away with a bloody murder, and uh, the Attorney General, Ashley Moody in Florida, uh, sits around with a smile on her face and pretends like it's not happening. In New York, uh, I, I, the AG there seems to, all the AGs you've had in, in New York, seem to be uh, real consumer-oriented, and they, they've got some excellent laws protecting consumers in, in New York. Uh, the car dealers can't get away with half as much as they do in Florida. And also, Mary, uh, I do want to mention to uh, to you that uh, one of my pet peeves is the market adjustment fee, and it can be off the wall. I mean, extremely expensive. And uh, as Earl always says, you know, dealer fees, uh, you know, they're not illegal. Uh, the hidden fees are illegal, and there's so many hidden fees, and I agree with you with wanting to go home to purchase your vehicle. It's a minefield down here. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, I, I heard Earl say on another show about Costco's program where they don't, um, they don't uh, uh, monitor their dealers. Yes. And that's another thing that I'm finding if I go to New York and I get the Costco deal at that particular dealership and only pay 175 in fees, I'm way ahead of the game. Instead of buying the car down here, they give me the Costco discount, and then they add the fees. But the fees for Costco, I've found, it doesn't, it's not one flat rate. They literally, Costco has a deal with every different dealership. Yes. So... I, so people don't understand that, that, no. you know, they say, well, give us your zip code and you can go here. But I've called the president's office at Costco and said, look, you should be telling people that they can shop around, sure. um, not just go to North Lauderdale Subaru. They're giving a different price than Schumacher Subaru. Yeah. Um, and um, it's it's really not that far a difference. And now I've I've gone to Bill Culp Subaru who literally in New York, in, in Rockland County, in West, in, in New York, has sent, sent me the, the, the whole sheet immediately by text and email. This yeah. is what the car will cost. No, no playing game. Um, it's, I, I now understand why I see so many posts about people saying, I went to Georgia, I went to Tennessee, I went yeah. back to 
Yeah, Mario, Mario and Costco, uh, they require the contract that a dealer has with Costco to be a certified Costco dealer is that they will sell a car at a lower price to a Costco member than any other uh, person. So they have to they have to sign that contract and with full disclosure. Now the question is, uh, many a slip twist the cup in the lip because somebody comes in, gets the salesman, he says, "Yeah, we're Costco dealers," and he makes up his own price and lies to the customer. Uh, Costco uh, is not able to police the uh, the way they should. But um, uh, if you shop Costco and the uh, dealer and they do give you a Costco price, you absolutely should get another Costco dealer and get a, another price uh, just like you would if you didn't weren't buying through Costco. But the Costco auto buying program is a good program. It's just not uh, policed the way it should be, and they don't have the manpower to do that. Mary, I hope that we've really helped you this morning. Uh, I'm sorry to cut yeah, you off, you. but we've got uh, a lot of calls uh, on the line, and I just want to commend you. I want to compliment you. You are an educated consumer, and um, you are really, uh, you know, an example for a lot of ladies out there, and I definitely appreciate you calling this morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. Um, Stay really in touch. A lot of people. Let us, yes, yes, definitely. Stay in touch and let us know what your decision was. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great day. Bob, uh, thank you so much for waiting. I appreciate it. Bob's calling from Lake Park. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Bob? Are you there, Bob? Hey, Bob. Um, we kind of got a bad connection. Uh, I can't hear you. Happy Mother's Day weekend. You're kind of uh, in, in an interrupted uh, kind of mode <clears throat> in, in some static. I think I just heard him. Hmm? Are you yeah. there, Bob? Yes. Yeah, we can hear him now. Oh, okay. Happy okay, Mother's perfect. Day Happy Mother's Day weekend, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how's your uh, foot doing there? How's your How's your foot doing? <laughs> how's my what? Are you, your uh, foot. Bob, are oh. you asking me or are you asking Earl? Yeah, my Achilles heel, yeah. I, I tore my tendon. Uh, it's getting better. It, it's uh, a few more weeks in this boot, but uh, I don't have to use my knee scooter anymore. Thanks for asking. Okay. Well, it reminds me of that movie with the uh, U-boats. It was called Dot Boot. <laughs> oh, I hate that boot. I had to sleep in it. I begged the doctor. I was just got to take the boot off when I'm in bed. He said, yeah. So uh, that helped. It's, uh, I'll, I'll get through it. I'm lucky I didn't have anything worse happen. All right. Well, the, uh, the uh, reference to the gas guzzler tax on the Mustangs, that's right on the Maroney label. Uh, they put it, they're going to have it on the, they show that to you right on the Maroney label. So it's baked right into the price of the car. Uh, also, the new Mustangs will have no AM radios next year. Yeah. The new car, the new car that's coming out. But I wanted to talk to you about the airbag situation because uh, I've been re- reading a lot about uh, BMW issued a no drive uh, for their Series Three and Series Five cars, and I just read that now uh, the United States is, uh, wants this one company to recall 67 million cars for the airbag. The inflators, yeah. Uh, the inflators. I think they're called Arc. Yeah, they they're out of Tennessee. They're out of, yes, they're out of Tennessee, and they're refusing to do it. 
They're oh. refusing to recall the cars. Yeah. And I, I know you used to go around doing the airbags uh, uh, thing. You don't do that anymore. But uh, I thought it's very interesting that there's still extremely dangerous situation out here with numerous millions and millions. They said 67 million cars. Yeah. They said that there's there's been nine documented incidents over the years similar to Takata, and they wrote a letter back to the NHTSA saying they disagreed with their assessment that needs a recall. They're claiming it was a few one-off uh, from uh, manufacturing anomalies that's, that's since been addressed. And uh, so they're refusing. I don't know, can they be, can they be forced to, to, to recall a product? Do you know? Uh, that's... That's up to Nitzer, is it not? I, I don't know or if it's they... a um, compulsory thing or if it's a, or like I do know that some of the some manufacturers, it was at Ford, voluntarily are recalling some of the vehicles that were built with this inflator, um, but the manufacturer of the inflator is, you know, like you said, refusing. Um, right. So I don't know if, if they can be compelled or if it's a. Do you know, um, Earl? Like well, a, I think a safety recall is is mandatory, and I think there are suggested recalls that are you know, voluntary. So I, the, interesting enough, uh, with recalls, what we're seeing now is a is a groundswell of recalls. Uh, as you know, uh, production was halted, uh, not halted, but slowed down considerably because of uh, microchip shortages and wiring harness and a lot of other parts. Now that we're playing catch up, the, all the manufacturers are gearing up the assembly lines. Manufacturers are increasing, sales are increasing, and they're trying to get back into uh, full stride, but they're pushing cars on the market too quickly. And there's a lot of there's a lot of new innovations. Uh, electric vehicles are coming out uh, from manufacturers that never built electric vehicles before, and we're seeing a potential for a huge amount of recalls because you don't know about the recall until somebody gets killed or injured. And then right. by that time, it's too late. There's so many on the road. Uh, there are too many people in danger. So uh, all, all I can say is try to stick with the more reliable vehicles. Uh, some of these uh, manufacturers out there are really taking chances when they're putting cars into production that they shouldn't. I don't know how you can I, I identify if you have an arc uh, inflator, though. That's not yeah, the only one. The, um, what happens next, I think, is if they don't come to an agreement, they'll get sued by the NHL. There'll be legal action. They could be forced to do it. Right. Well, that could take years yeah. to uh, play out, right? I saw the Costco Auto Program has uh, collaborated with Volvo. If you, uh, They give you a coupon now if you buy an electric Volvo for $2,500. Really? And if, you, and if you buy one of their other vehicles, a $1,000 coupon if you go through the Costco Auto Program. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they and I, that's good. That's uh, Costco does that with a few manufacturers. I wish more manufacturers would sign up, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Volvo. Yeah, I didn't, well, uh, now I had a couple calls last week. One fellow called changing his, changing his wheels out on his car, and I was wondering if you do something like that, would would you not have to call your insurance company and get a rider on your policy? Because if the wheels get stolen. And they're, and they're very, wheels can be very expensive nowadays. Uh, they may not cover it. That might be something you put under your homeowners or something like that. I think, oh, really? can you put something uh, valuable that you own on another policy? Uh, actually, I think a lot of automotive policies, um, <clears throat> if you upgrade the car with upgraded stereo, uh, offered equipment, and anything that you've done 
that increases the value of the car. You report that. You, you would get a rider put on it. Uh, same thing as a lot of folks that own classic cars, uh, antiques. Even though the, the insurance value of that car would be relatively oh, low right. because the value it's an older car, if it's restored and considered a collector, then yeah. they can get a rider. Of course, that costs a We've lot more. We've got four callers holding yeah. now, sure so we do. need right. to push us along here. Yeah, we sure right. do. Oh, Bob, you know, we appreciate your call. Okay. I have a, a load of calls that are backed up this morning, right. and uh, I want to thank, thank you for calling. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, thank Bob. You very much. You're have welcome. a great weekend. Thank right, you. Bye-bye. You do the same. We're going to go to John, and he's been holding. And uh, Kevin from uh, Buffalo, please hold on. I'll get right with you. John's calling from West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. You there, John? John no, John. John gone. John's gone. Hey, John, if you can hear me, why don't you give me a call back? Uh, let's go to Kevin, who's calling us from Buffalo, New York. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. This is Kevin. Yes. Good morning. Thank you. Welcome. Hey, yes. Thank you. I, have, I really appreciate your show. The knowledge your, your team provides is, is, is very, very good. For example, I went out of my area to buy a car because it was several thousand dollars cheaper because my local dealer wanted to put on add-ons that I didn't want to pay for. Good for you. Dealer add-ons. Your idea about going to a dealer to uh, get a, even an oil change was $30 cheaper at a lower end of the same manufacturer's yeah. dealership, and it was a very great knowledge. Um, Rick, I watched your video about changing a, a lug nut on a tire using a breaker bar. Very nice, Rick. <laughs> the information is, that's a couple of years back, that video. My two questions this morning are, one, I have a full-size spare tire, and when they do an oil change, they always want to rotate your tires, but they resist on putting the, the full-size spare tire in the rotation. Should that be done, or do I have to pay extra for that? I generally would recommend it simply because the tires that are on your car, are they're, they're pretty much geared to the, the side of the car that they're on and should be rotated uh, front to back. The reason for this is if you cross the tires, you're very likely, because of tire conicity and radial tire pull, you're going to create a pull to one side or the other. Uh, the spare... Keep it full of air. Make sure they check it each time you do a service, but keep that in the trunk and the tires that are on the ground, keep those rotated about every 5,000 miles. And I think you're going to be a lot happier with life because I know Florida roads aren't the greatest, but I've driven on some roads in the U.S. that are pretty nasty and it's best to keep them nice and straight like we have. Okay. Front to back. That's great news. The last question is my car says it should take 91 octane is that a good idea or a bad idea if it recommends 91 and you're comfortable with it go for it uh if you do want to switch down to the uh the lower grades of fuel you can do that you might notice a tiny little change in power in drivability but for most cases you probably won't even notice it and the computer in your car will automatically adjust to any uh, drivability such as knocking or ping or predestination, it's going to detect that and it's going to redu- it retard the time. won't hurt the, the car at all. It's not going to bother no. the caller. Yeah. Good idea. All right. Again, thank you for your knowledge. It's very interesting. And I want to give my time up. I'm sure Marty will be calling pretty soon about his car coming. <laughs> thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kevin. We love hearing from you. Have a great weekend. 
Uh, give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we sure would like to hear from you at uh, anonymousfeedback.com. And uh, ladies, I, there's th- I'm waiting to hear from three more of you, because each one of you, as a new caller, can win yourself $50 this morning. And I have a question for you. Do you pay attention, ladies, do you pay attention to maintenance and repair costs? Um, You know, statistics show that there are more women in the service drive taking care of either their car or the family car. Give me a call. Give us a call. We're here to answer your questions. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772 Four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know how much I'm in love with Consumer Reports and the new issue. Uh, I get emotional sometimes. I, I like this magazine so much. Um, I'm going to hold up uh, a page for you people streaming. Maintenance and repair costs by brand. And uh, the bar chart you see there, and uh, you probably can't read it even if you are streaming it, but... See how short the bar is on top and how long the bar, the bar is on the bottom? The car on top, the make of car that has the lowest maintenance and repair cost is in 10 years is $2,975. And the one that has the most repair cost is $8,740. So, what a difference. Big difference. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm just saying, uh, uh, I'm not recommending you buy the top car or you don't buy the bottom car, but you should have that knowledge. And uh, uh, the, uh, uh, this is something when we buy cars we don't think about. Uh, here's another little tidbit I've got to give you for Consumer Reports. I didn't even know this was in there, but uh, if you go to uh, consumerreport.org, CR, just the letter CR.org, forward slash, uh, car repair, cr.org, car repair, forward slash car repair, and you put your zip code in, it gives you safe places to have your car repaired. I mean, that's pretty good, right? I mean, uh, of all the uh, conundrums, the, uh, the, of the, uh, the dilemmas or whatever you want to call it, where do you get your car fixed? You, you, you take it back to the dealer? Well, we all know dealers charge more. And uh, a lot of the maintenance repairs you could do yourself, but you don't like to do it or you don't know how to do it. And then you have to take it somewhere else, and then you get taken advantage of. I mean, just write it down. I'm, uh, you don't have to subscribe to Consumer Reports, but cr.org forward slash car repair. And I'm not saying they're perfect. I mean, I callers come in and say, I don't agree with Consumer Reports about this. I don't rep- agree with Consumer Reports about that. I find the same thing. They're not perfect, but they're better than nothing. And to go blindly into a car dealership or an independent repair shop and say, we had a caller just a, a few minutes ago on the air that had an issue with leaves. that were, They're getting into an evaporator uh, hose and plugging up the, the hose in her, in her, in her um, what's she have? A, a, Toyota Yaris. Yaris, yeah, Toyota Yaris. And she went to some place, they want to charge her $500. Uh, go to consumerreport.org forward slash car repair, put your zip code in, and uh, you put your uh, your make model of your car, 
what the problem is, and they will give you an estimate of what it should cost. I mean, that in itself is worth its weight in gold. I mean, uh, how many people really know what car repairs uh, cost? So uh, if you can, if you've got a pretty good idea what your problem is with your car, or let's say you go to a car dealer and he gives you a quote, uh, what about your smartphone? And keep him honest. Say, okay. It gives, I, it gives the estimate right there. Yeah, it gives the estimate right there. So uh, I'm in love with Consumer Reports. I, uh, I, I think that uh, you can subscribe for 30 bucks a year. I mean, <laughs> when, you, when you consider uh, how much a car dealer can take advantage of you for, that 30 bucks is money well spent. They can also tell you uh, where to buy the car, uh, the best car to buy, the lowest maintenance, the lowest insurance. Is worth its weight in gold. Okay, what are we doing text-wise or call-wise? Well, I can get to Emery's uh, text. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah, she's got a text waiting for us. Uh, good morning. I hope everyone is well and on the mend. Yes, everyone is, I think. Um, I realize you're a car dealer and not a veterinarian, but you are a dog lover. We all are. In your opinion, what is the best, safest way to secure a dog in a vehicle so the pet doesn't go flying in the event of a sudden stop or accident. Thank you. And I got the answer for you because I got it for my dogs. Um, there's uh, clips that hook to their harness that click clip into the seat belt um, receiver. And you just basically, it's a, you, you put the harness on your dog and on the back where you um, hook your leash, that hooks into the seat. And it has, they have a little, uh, uh, a little leeway, but it also keeps them from climbing all over the car and causing an unsafe situation, which some dogs uh, do. My dog doesn't. He's a great car, car boy. Um, the thing that prompted her to um, uh, ask about that was the tornado that hit Palm Beach Gardens uh, last week that we, I think we talked about it, um, did a whole bunch of damage um, down here. It was an F2 tornado. So down in Florida, we get little skinny water spouts, but nothing, usually nothing like that. Anyway, um, cars got flipped. There was a video that um, got it's viral online of a guy right there at US One and PJ Boulevard. Somebody was filming in their cars. The tornado crossed the intersection, picked him up, picked his car up. He had this Volkswagen SUV, yeah. flipped him around, landed back on the tires. Fortunately, but he, he was in there with his, his. I think it was an Australian Shepherd. He had his mm -hmm. dog in there with him, yeah. and. Neither one were, were injured, but the dog started in the front seat and wound up in the back in the cargo area. So it was probably terrifying. But, yeah, that's the, probably the best way um, is, the, is that, is that clip thing. Yeah. Um, I've also seen, like, barriers and things that you can put between the, like, mesh and things like that. That could stop some forward progress of a dog flying through a car, but you probably want to belt them up pretty good. I just Googled safest cars for dogs, and there's a wealth of information. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, we, yeah that came up somebody. Uh, not, yeah, I never thought about that. But, uh, yeah, you buy a car, you think about uh, how women are affected, how men are affected. What about dogs? Yeah. 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 I'm, um, I had a, I was driving a, a Tundra, um, big, big old truck, because I had to move some furniture, and I had my dog in it uh, yesterday, and he loved it because it's so huge on the inside. You can roll the rear window down. And I think he's a truck dog. <laughs> my my dog is sixty five pounds. Yeah. And I had a uh, the aluminum bars barricade uh, that I bought at a pet store, and oh, yeah, I would cage strap it thing. to yeah. the seat, the back seats, uh, the back of my front seats, so she my dog could be in the back seat and not jump up on you. And I still use the harness strap for her, but in an accident, uh, even just the idea of a 65-pound dog 
flying loose through your vehicle. That's not good. It's it's horrible for the dog and for yourself. Yeah. And so yeah, folks, if you carry your animals with you, your pets, take good care of them. Strap them down. Yeah. You know they don't understand it, but in an accident, Very important. Yeah. They'll still be around to be annoyed at you. They don't even understand that you're driving the car. I'm convinced that my dog thinks he's putting the same amount of effort into this trip as I am. Like he, we're both passengers. Oh, I, I quickly <laughs> learned I had to put the barricade up to keep my dog from getting in my lap. All right. We got to stop entertaining our audience. All right. <laughs> do we have uh, any other texts? I think we do. We have another text from Gary, and he asked about the ARC manufacturing um, <clears throat> recall that hasn't happened yet. So, um, he just made a point. He, he identified it's, it's ARC in Tennessee, and um, they're in a lot of cars. Like he said, it was $67 million uh, airbags. Across about 12 manufacturers, uh, GM has put out a voluntary recall on a lot of theirs. And you've got Kia, Hyundai, BMW, uh, and possibly Ford and some others. Uh, yeah. it, I don't know if it's going to be another Takata situation, but... Let's wait and see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, like I said, GM voluntarily recalled a million of their vehicles. Yeah. Because they're smart, because they know that it's out in the news right now. You know, we, we talk about recalls all the time. And one of the problems, I think, are, are the buyers of the cars. People uh, are not concerned. And even uh, too many people, when they know there's a recall, they just don't bring it in. Uh, I, I, I beat up the manufacturers and the dealers a lot about not taking care of cars that that need recalls, but uh, there's an apathy. Uh, and I think a lot of people think of it, uh, okay, so there's a recall because there were three deaths with a Takata or there was a death with this or that, and uh, I'll give a round to it. And, uh, you know, let's face it, we get into a, we're busy, and to take your car into a dealership and have a recall fix, you might have your car tied up for a day or two or longer, and you need your car. so. Uh, one out of only one out of four recalls is performed. Three out of four, they're still driving the cars around. And even when they know they have a problem, people don't bring it in. And with Takata, those inflators were designed. They're a, a heavy metal casing with holes in them, meant that when the airbag was to be deployed, the gas would simply spray from those holes into the airbag. Yeah. And the metal casing was supposed to stay intact and there is a video that someone was able to create where they took an inflator detonated it and it ruptured yeah. and well, the shrapnel yeah. flying through the air was yeah, no one's just terrifying. the fact they're dangerous I've, my point is there's a dozens and dozens and dozens of recalls out there and uh, one out of every four cars still needs to have the uh, recall fix or more. I'm, I, I don't know. I, we, 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 we pioneered this Takata thing for a long time and it didn't do any good. I mean, people uh, flat just don't care. Well, I mean, they didn't do any laws, but a lot of people listening to their, this show, I guarantee, um, could have avoided a disaster because thousands of people ran their VINs that they didn't know what, how to do that. We did this for years. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We didn't help everybody, but we helped a lot of people. Yeah, It's still well, worth it. There's also the advantage now that as things have been have progressed in dealerships, every time a car comes in for service, the VIN is automatically run to be checked for recalls on those. They're supposed so, to. Dealers are supposed to do that. Well, yes. they, they, they're pretty much getting them now. So it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's automatic. Yeah, at least for Toyota, I know it's automatic. 
it is done. Every single time that that VIN gets put into our computer system, it is checked for yeah. campaigns. Absolutely. Um, if uh, you're trying to get in touch with us and you don't have the number by now, that number is 877-960-9960. And you can also text us at 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and uh, ladies, as I said earlier, we are celebrating Mother's Day. We have uh, we're waiting for three more new female callers, and you can win yourself uh, fifty dollars. And uh, I'll put another question out there uh, for you: uh, Whenever you are looking to purchase uh, a new car or a lease, do you ever factor in what it's going to cost you to keep that car on the road? Do you, do you know that there are a lot of consumers that don't take that into consideration? Give us a call. Let us know how you feel about it. 877-960-9960. Now back to Stu. No, we're all caught up. Uh, I don't have any text or anonymous feedback. Okay. How about Rick? I've got one quick one here from Igor Koski. He says, I have never seen any dealer principal take the time on a weekly basis talking to folks about cars and being so transparent as you, Earl. I take my hat off and bow down to you, sir. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you very much. It's nice to be, nice to be wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I sometimes wonder why um, uh, I, I, you know, we're successful. We have a car dealership, but we're successful. And you would think at some point in time it would dawn on um, a lot of car dealers that uh, buying a product, whether it's a television set or a home or a car, uh, one of the things that you have to have is the buyer's trust. And uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, uh, a lot of people think I'm a, I'm a do-gooder, but uh, I'm, I'm doing myself good, too, because by treating customers the right way and paying attention to their complaints and trying to take care of them, we're far from perfect. Um, uh, it's good for business. So you car dealers out there listening and Salespeople, uh, give it, give it a try. Try being honest for a few weeks, <laughs> and see what happens. I mean, if you're gonna, if you, if a person comes into your dealership and asks for a price on a car, give them the price, and give them the their God-given right to be able to shop and compare that price. It's uh, in, in America competition. That's the name of the game. There's reason we're a great country. We have capitalism. We have competition, and competition keeps everybody uh, pretty sharp. Because if you're if you're dull, the sharp competitor is going to take advantage. So, uh, 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 give people a good price and let them shop and compare it, and and be honest with them. Uh, you'd be surprised how more, many more cars and how much more money you'll make if you try doing that. Uh, uh-huh. Meanwhile, uh, we're, I know we're 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 preaching to uh, deaf ears to a lot of dealers, but uh, uh, it makes me feel good to say it anyway. Okay, uh, we're going to go back to the phones, and we are going to talk to Marty. Um, Marty's a regular caller from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Do you have good news for us? Yeah, Tuesday is a big deal for for me at your dealership. Supposedly, my car is coming in. Oh. Uh, I've been get, I've been given the date a few times, but now I've been. The salesman called me up and told me the 16th, so we'll see if that really happens. But my question is for Rick, before I celebrate, is, is there any, since I've never had a hybrid car before, 
is there anything that Camry hybrids have people have complained about that is really normal and that I shouldn't be uh, nervous about it? The noise it's going to make. There's a um, there's a noise that the hybrids make intentionally. That's not a defect. It's too because they're so quiet when they're in all electric mode that um, you need to alert people and animals. And it sounds like a howling. Especially I, when you put it in reverse. Yeah. I it's it. I've heard it described as the wailing of damned souls. Yes, that was me. I think. Yeah. It, the chorus uh, of demons. Stu no, mine was a chorus of demons. Yes. That's what it was. Uh, uh, that's it. It's unsettling, but when you because people have asked, there's something wrong with the car. It's not. No. Okay. The other one is when you do when you put the car in park, you're also going to hear this little uh, kind of a zipping sound almost oh, yeah. from the back. That's the actual uh, electronic parking brakes applying on the rear wheels. In addition to having it in park, uh, the parking brakes apply by themselves now. What's that noise? Is that what it is or? Yeah, it's just a, a little slight buzzing sound yeah. when they apply. Right. It lasts for about a second and a half, but yeah. We've asked, you'll, I've had you'll hear that. Um, other than that, it's just it's the uniqueness of the gas engine does not run all the time. You don't control it. The computer will determine when the gas engine runs. And especially just uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy it, and let the car do what it wants to do and you will get the greatest fuel economy. Just drive gently and enjoy that new car. All right, do you have to press that EV button or is everything automatic? Um, it's automatic, but you, there is an EV button that you can push um, that um, at lower speeds, um, you will be able to drive at your choice as long as there's a full enough charge on the hybrid battery and the indicators on the, like on the screen will show you, you know, what your charge looks like. That's what another fun thing about it, Marty, is that, I mean, well, don't get in an accident, but uh, there's all <laughs> sorts of stuff to look at, like the energy flow between the, uh, uh, the the battery and the electric motor and the gas engine, and you see when it's charging. And um, also when you're using, when you're braking, um, it, you'll see how the um, you're getting a charge from the regenerative braking, um, so that braking energy is getting transferred back into the battery. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so, like, if you drive somewhere, let's say it, it takes you 20 minutes to get someplace, it should be driving on the battery? It's going gonna, it's gonna to go, it depends on what the charge is. Let's say you drive, you drive home um, one day from, you know, Publix or something. You get home, you park in your driveway, and just at, happens to be at that moment the hybrid battery is uh, not very charged. Well, when you leave to, the next day to drive in your car, um, it's going to have to charge up, so you're going to probably be using more gas right off the bat. On the other hand, sometimes when you, you know, if it's got a full charge and you're going to, in your neighborhood, it's going to say, I don't need any electric motor at all. I mean, any gas motor at all, and you'll, you'll be cruising silently through your neighborhood. It's kind of neat. Okay. But yes, there is an EV button that you can push, and you can choose to go in all EV mode, but I'm not sure what the top speed for that is. It was um, a while back, it was pretty slow. It's about yeah. 20, 25 miles 20 to 25 miles yeah, per yeah. hour. In other actually, words, if you press that and there's no no juice left in the battery, it won't do it. Right to gas, or it just yeah, won't yes. do it. It just won't oh, do okay. it, yeah. Okay. All right. I, uh, I'll see if Tuesday's my big day. I hope you have a big cake there or something. Uh, we might um, have, we have bagels, Marty. We had, you know, uh, yeah. we have well, that I know. <laughs> that I know. I might put a a fifteen month candle on a bagel. Okay. There you go. There we go. We'll have, we'll sell. We'll sing for you. <laughs> That's a great All idea. Right. Well, Thanks. hopefully Tuesday it'll be there. 
All right. All right. Okay. Have a Marty. good one. Thank you, Marty. We're okay. looking forward to it also. Give us a call and let us know how you like your new car. Uh, we're going to go to John in West Palm Beach. And uh, Franklin, hold on. I'll be right with you. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Welcome. Uh, I'm hoping. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. The I'm hoping Mary is still listening. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, she was concerned about the dealer fees and all the hidden costs. Yeah. And I just wanted to see, and you called her an educated um, buyer and things like that, which is great. But I'd like to give her just a little bit more education and just, it, this is to her. There's a dealership near North Lake Boulevard. I can't remember the name, but they don't have all those dealer fees. And nonsense. as a matter of fact, I think they still have the seven-day return policy. No questions asked. I can't. I, can't, I think it's on uh, US One near North Lake. Uh, now, I can't imagine. They may not have the Subaru or Honda that she wants, yeah, but there's the other cars that I'm sure she might like. Yes, yes, and, yes. And uh, <laughs> you know, she might want to take a look at that and look up dealerships on uh, you know what. What's the name of the area that that dealership is in? Uh, North Palm Beach? Yeah. Or it's West Palm Beach? Yeah. I hear I hear. there's a lot going on over there. Yeah. And she, but, like, hey, Mary, if you're listening, you might want to check them out. They're really fair, and they're not going to cheat you. Yeah. Save her a trip. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And that's all bad. Thanks you're, for the commercial, You're a real John. comedian. <laughs> Thanks, John. Oh, you're welcome. I, I we'll like that. You <laughs> Alright, if you weren't going to promote that dealership, I figure I would. There you go. I mean, what, Well, you know, I, I, I tell you what, I one of the reasons I try not to is because I get accused by other car dealers as using the, my whole stick here is for self-promotion. But the funny thing is, it, it is, but it isn't. I mean, um, uh, I found out that by treating customers fairly and honestly, uh, you actually sell more cars and make more money. Uh, and then when I, I found that when I tell other people, even if they don't want to buy uh, a car from me, how to buy a car honestly, it still builds uh, your image. So yeah, I'm 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 being uh, uh, I, I'm really an infomercial, but I'm not an infomercial. Uh, one of the I know this if I if I tried to sell vehicles from my dealership on the air, I would definitely be an infomercial, but by being subtle about it, like we're doing, by, by just helping people and being honest, if that builds my image and reputation, then so be it. So it's, a, uh, it's, it's not a selfless thing I'm doing here. It's really helping me and other people at the same time. Yeah, John was pretty subtle. Hey, John, <laughs> you out on Saturday morning, so what are you doing? I mean, maybe you could open up the show and just, you know, drop some hints here and there. <laughs> Well, actually, I've got uh, a, a teacher that I work with. I've given her your number. She'd be a first-time caller, but she's uh, she she went through the uh, tornado, and her car is in the process of either being it should be totaled because a tree landed on it. Oh, and I talked to you about that last week, but I gave her your number. Hopefully, she gives you the call, and uh, if she wakes up that early on Saturdays, uh, so I don't know. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of but, people. Um, but I did have a question. Uh, okay. can you, because I do promote you guys, because I bought cars for you, and uh, you is my salesman. He's a great guy um, in the used car world. Uh, the, do you still have that tire um, for life uh, promotion? Yes. Like if you buy a tire, it's tires for life. How does that work? 
Well, it's uh, <clears throat> again, there's a selfish motive behind that. Uh, we we know that if people return to you from service after they buy their car, that they're 50% more likely to buy their next car from you, uh, which is common sense. You walk into a dealership and you buy a car and you never go back to, you go somewhere else for service or whatever. Uh, you, you don't have the familiarity. You don't know the people. And if you were treated fairly. So uh, we said, let's give them some incentive to bring their car back to us for service. So when we give away, uh, if you buy a Toyota from our dealership, uh, we give you uh, the tires up to a cap of, was it $750? Yes. Yeah, we, we, uh, we cap the uh, amount that we reimburse at $750. And then you have to have all your factory recommended maintenance done with us. So if you do your factory recommended maintenance according to the owner's manual, and then, and, you know, 40,000 miles or 50,000 miles when you need a new set of tires. We buy your tires. We charge you for to, to mount and balance them, but we we pay for the tires themselves. So it, it costs us uh, about a million dollars a year in cost, but we, we think we're getting that returned to us many times and extra customers we wouldn't have. Rick? The NHTSA says when your tires are below 2 seconds of an inch, they should be replaced. We replace the tires when they fall below three thirty seconds of an inch. Yeah. So it's it's a very fair deal, and it it keeps a lot of business in the service department. Wonderful. Okay. Well, uh, appreciate the call very not, much. Yeah, not a problem. I mean, Nancy, you asked what I was doing on a Saturday, and I was actually uh, <laughs> I'm dealing with the service department. Uh, my Tesla had a sensor go out. Oh boy! Uh, for like the safety belt or something, which isn't a big deal because you still drive the car and everything. But yeah. uh, their service, Tesla's service, I, I've never had a problem with them because I very, very rarely use them. Only had to do it one other time. Um, they had to have the car till Wednesday. They had already set me up with the loaner and everything. I didn't have to do anything except show them my license, and that was totally unexpected. I thought I was going to have to take an Uber home, and uh, they, but they, uh, it was really. Uh, they really take care of you at Tesla. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing, John. We've got to get uh, down there ourselves yeah. because we need service, and uh, that's a good story. Great story. Yeah, very, very painless and effortless yeah. on my part. That uh, good choice of words, painless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, John. Right. Thanks so much. Give us a call week. again. I will. All right. right. Bye bye. Uh, we're going to go to Frank, I believe, and. Uh, we're going to ask uh, the other Frank to hold on. Frank's calling us from Boca. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Welcome. What can we do for you this morning? Well, I've got a 2013 Toyota Sienna. I've had it since it was new. Now, I didn't notice it for after uh, the first year before I, I rolled the back window down by mistake, hitting the wrong button, you know? Uh-huh. Well... When you try to roll it up, it just keeps going down and down and down until it hits the bottom, and then you can bring it up from from the driver's seat. Now, if you do it at the at the door itself, you can you can you can do it. Hmm. And I'm just thinking probably it's the master switch up there because it does it on both sides in the back. Right. Try try this first. Uh, turn your key on. Go to those back windows. You want to use the window switches on the actual back doors. 
press the switch down and hold it. When the window gets all the way down, give it a count of about five, just five Mississippi. Then pull it to the up position and hold it. And when it gets all the way up to the top, again, give it another five Mississippi and do that on both sides. Don't you laugh at me, Earl. You know well, how we no, count I, them. No, I'm just saying. You I, know how we count them. I know you're right, kids. but why on earth? <laughs> well, why, who, who was ever going to figure that out if they hadn't called you? I well, mean, it was just five, about five seconds, but that, that's how we always counted as kids. Yeah. One Mississippi, that's two yeah, Mississippi, I'm just talking three. about the fact that yeah. you have to go through that to close your window. But. Well, what, what you're actually doing is you're reinitializing the auto up and down and try to then try it again from that front seat after you do that, and odds are that'll take care of that. Uh, if you've Frank, had the battery disconnected at some point, if you hadn't called Rick, uh, you'd have gone into another dealership somewhere and they'd charge you three hundred dollars for that. But so now you got you just got a three hundred dollar diagnosis, and uh, we're only going to pay you. Thank you, Rick. Hey, you send, send me a hundred bucks and hear the radio show here. And... I, I, I mean, nobody, nobody knows that. I, I didn't know that. Stu didn't know that. Did Nancy not, didn't it? know that. Only Rick knows these things. So, you know. So you, so you don't you, think you don't think there's any chance that it won't fix it, right? I, th I think probably eighty percent chance that'll take care of it for you. Yeah, well, call, call us work, back. I can't wait it, to see. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. You think that's? Uh, you don't think there's any chance there's something wrong with that master switch, huh? Very unlikely. If the okay. if, if the windows will still work from the master switch, but they they oh, go yeah. up and then they come back down, that's that's they need to be reinitialized. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the call. Give us a call and let us know what happened. You know, certified master diagnostic you know, technician. And I hear, I hear that doesn't do I'm not, your I'm not title just trying to just flatter Rick. I'm, not, I'm just not trying to brag on him. I'm just saying that that it, it scares me as a consumer. I, I I put my consumer hat on to think that what what you know if I had that problem and I went in, I wasn't in the car business. I went into a, a dealership, and they came back out says. Uh, Mr. Stewart, that's going to cost $327.19, but we think we can fix that problem for you. Meanwhile, uh, the guy goes out there and he hits one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and bam, he fixes it, and I pay him 175 bucks. So it just, uh, I, I just uh, really glad we got you on the show. And you folks out there listening, hey, if you got a problem, call Rick. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, get a free diagnosis. I mean, uh, Rick might get his own show and start charging. Really? It's a pay radio. You know. maybe, maybe you should have a pay show. Here, here is my best advice for anyone that has any issue like this. So this is my absolute best advice. Go on Google, put in for the car forums, for car clubs and car forums, for your make and model. And I guarantee you, out there on the Internet, somebody has had that problem. They've posted it in one of these forum sites, and you'll see at least 50 or 60 of them, and it'll give you the answer. I'm going to give you a truth test right now. Have you ever, in your course of your daily work, had a problem that you couldn't figure out, and you used Google? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Probably within the last month. See, now, not only is he smart, he's honest. He's using Google to fix your cars. I have a I have a big blue well, toolbox sitting in your shop that I've spent somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy five to eighty thousand dollars on tools. 
sitting in that toolbox. And to me, Google is just a good, as good a tool as a 10 millimeter wrench. And they're getting even better. I, they're, I go, use they're going my into tools. AI. Google's even getting better and smarter. Yeah. I mean, we're all going to be working for Google. I what I see it. Google is a tool. <laughs> it's just as good a tool as a socket yeah. or a wrench or a hammer. It, it's a great tool. I'm going to use every tool at my disposal. Oh, absolutely, exactly. absolutely, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what at I, the end of the day, Rick. Especially with, the, the, I'm I'm hitting a point now. My memory's <laughs> starting to slip because. I just can't remember everything yeah. anymore. So yeah, yeah, I'm on Google all the time. Yeah. We can end this by saying yeah, when we leave never... the radio show, Nancy will ask Google where our home is, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's uh, we travel with Google Maps. I mean, if you think you know where you're going, use Google Maps. They will tell you not just the way to go, the quickest way to go, the safest way to go, with or without toll roads. I mean, anybody just drives by feel anymore is crazy. Google mm, this, is the name of the game. This is true. At any rate, back to Rick, I have to say you never cease to amaze us and our audience um, irreplaceable. Rick has the answers. Give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, uh, we have still have time for you to win that $50. First three new Lady callers, 877-960-9960. We're going to get back to Rick. Well, it seems we have a, uh, a bit of a celebrity on YouTube right now. Um, Igor Kosky, who I mentioned just a moment ago, he said he was uh, happy to see someone as transparent as you. Uh, Donovan clicked in and says <coughs> that he's nice to see Igor here from the Car Edge live streams. Oh, cool. And... I was, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with Igor, so I asked, and he says, uh, Igor says he is an ex-dealer principal. He sold his franchised automotive group in New England last year. Hmm. He also believes in transparency and always puts his customers first. His policy was customers are always right with no ADMs. I'm guessing that's uh, additional market adjustments. And... He is a longtime member at Car Edge with Zach and Ray. Mm. He says, I'm glad you, Earl, and your organization are a part of the Car Edge community mm -hmm. and now the most recommended dealer in Florida to do business with. That's he great. He says, 100% Earl, repeat business and keeping existing customers is what transparent dealers strive for. So, Igor, thank you for joining us. Igor, yeah. I so, mean, getting so another connection in with We are not edge. alone. You're blushing. That's great. That's really nice. <laughs> no, that's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a pleasure. I, you know, I get, I get these occasionally, you know, with uh, social media. A lot of time retired dealers. I had one uh, uh, just this morning. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they contact me because it's like we're in an endangered species. And when we find another one, oh, you know, here's another one. Yeah. And maybe it's, it's growing. Like Voices it's in the dark growing. finding each other. We're finding each other. Right, exactly. We're another a community voice now. Yeah. Like and carhedge.com, by the way, I'm glad that was mentioned because it's a it's a kind of a new venture of Zach and Ray uh, where they're going to be aiding people in finding the best dealers, the most transparent, honest dealers. Uh, also, uh, uh, it will give you... Uh, Different people in experts in finance, experts in this and that. CarEdge.com. Check them out. 
uh, they do a really good job. And uh, uh, they are going to be able to, you'll be able to eventually be able to go to every state and get, if you want to buy a Subaru and you live in this part of uh, New York, this is the best place to go. So CarEdge.com, they're, they're evolving in that direction. And, and Zach and Ray, uh, the founders, uh, father and son team, they do a great job. Yeah, definitely they do. Um, I uh, <clears throat> want to ask Frank, uh, if you're listening, Frank, give us a call back. Sorry, I couldn't get to your call in time. Uh, Earl's uh, latest uh, column that you can read in the uh, Hometown News and in the uh, Florida Weekly is Grading Car Dealers on the Curve. Who are the most honest prisoners in Sing Sing? Uh, I, I really like uh, the first sheet here. It's really, can you see that? That's nice. Did um, you know Sing Sing was still but, around? I mean, Sing Sing. In New York. New York. I yeah. think I knew that, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's very it's, old, like yeah. 1823 or? I thought it was older than that. I thought it was like a 19th century. 1825. 1825. 18, yeah, and it 1825. wasn't 1825. Wow, that's really old, yeah. 200 years old. Oh, yeah. Tongue-in-cheek, uh, uh, I always say in South Florida when we're doing shopping reports that every time we give a recommended dealer that we're saying he's the one of the more honest Prisoners and Sing Sing. So that was a that Any, was a motivation. Anybody have firsthand experience on Sing Sing? Uh, oh, our cousin, our cousin uh, Lou, has uh, <laughs> has been in Sing Sing since 1975. Is that right? No, Thank you for sharing. <laughs> We're uh, Frank and uh, Jupiter Farms is uh, on the line, and uh, how I'll be right with you. Good morning, Frank. Welcome. Good morning, Nancy, and I'm sure I've been wishing a happy Mother's Day, so I might as well get on. Yeah. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Please tell your wife I said Happy Mother's Day. I will for sure. Um, she's right here that she heard that. She's smiling. Oh. With that, with that um, it's funny how how you talk about people forgetting things and and losing little memory. Because the other day, um, I forget who I was talking to now, but they knew. Um, they, had, they knew about a Pontiac dealership, and they knew about a real store way back when, and, and, they, and the, the, the road and the place. And I, I'm, I'm going to meet this guy again sometime in the future, and I'll find out some more information. But it was really fun listening to his um, accolades about your husband, real store, and, and the family. And it's just it's, it's always nice and refreshing. It's always it's so, cool to hear when people talk about the history, like when, about this Pontiac dealership, because. So many people. That was like kind of a like a downtown landmark. So a lot of people kind of associate it, you know, when they because they drove past it so often. So when people talk about that time and that place, it is really touching for all of us. Yeah, uh, but the other thing I saw just on TV last night, and of course, it made me think of you guys immensely. Um, the big recall on air packs for GM now. Yeah, um, you heard about that, of course, right? Yeah, we were just talking about it earlier. Um, it's not a recall. Well, GM did a voluntary recall because they had some of these airbag deflators, uh, inflators. <laughs> Maybe a deflator is more appropriate. Um, but there's a, there's millions more, and they're not going to. Well, they're fighting the recall. They, they, the manufacturer doesn't think it, it should be recalled. So I guess they're going to fight it out. Um, okay. No, I, I missed that. It's been a busy week, and um, I, I was a little late tuning in today, but I got <laughs> last part. No, it's uh, it's it's crazy. It's like a deja vu all over again. Um, you know, 
Earl expressed how disheartened he was. I mean, because after years of the Dakota thing, and now it's it looked like here we go again, and there's really not a lot that's going to get done. So it's really frustrating to see this. Well, story I hate out. I hate regulation, and I, I when I, I I don't like the government telling us what to do, but. Uh, you know, if, if, if the government wants to get serious about safety recalls, they just have to make it illegal to sell a car with an unfixed dangerous recall. And if they did that, there would be a huge scream and yell and, and it would be a political nightmare. And uh, I don't know which is, uh, you know, how much is our freedom worth? The freedom not to have a safety recall fixed uh, is how important is that? And uh, I guarantee you, until some enforcement is done, recalls just aren't going to get fixed. I mean, you can recall all the cars you want, but you can't make the customer bring it in. Uh, they did a pretty good job of getting the manufacturers and the dealers to notify the customers, but you notify them and they still don't come in to get them fixed. Uh, it, it's better than it was, but not much. Yeah, if they made a, a law, you can't register a vehicle with any open recalls. Yeah, there you go. You can, then you can't drive it on the road. That's, that's, a, that's a great idea, yeah. That's not quite as draconian as saying you can't sell the car, right. but you just can't register it. I like that. Yeah, those are all good. That's, that sounds great. So let me let you get back to other folks, but you have a great weekend. It's always wonderful listening to your show. Well, you, you too. Thank you, Frank. Thanks, Frank, for inspiring the answer to the recall crisis. <laughs> yes, thank you, Frank. <laughs> Always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, we're going to go to Howard, uh, who has been holding. He's calling us from Jupiter again, another regular caller. Good morning, Howard. Happy Mother's Day to you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Beautiful day today here in the Bronx. Yesterday it was like 90 degrees, and I I felt like I was in Florida. Today it's going to only be 75. Is that right? But it's clear, right? It's clear. clear. Yeah, yeah. It's clear. It's My How daughter's nice. in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. nice. So anyway, a friend of mine has a Subaru, and he's a fish. He, he does whatever they they tell him in, in the dealer, and I don't even think it's a dealer. A 2021 Subaru, they said you have to have a, thr- a throttle body uh, clean. I told him, forget about it. It's a joke. You, uh, this was a long time ago when the, uh, the gas wasn't that good, and you only have uh, 20,000 miles on. Why do you need a throttle body cleaner? Uh, and then uh, they wanted to change his brake fluid. I said, you don't change brake fluid until at least 50000 Maybe I'm going wrong here, so maybe Rick could come in. Am I correct, Rick? You don't change brake fluid at least until 50000 uh, That almost be early. You're right on the money. Yeah. Is, that, uh, yeah. is that your friend well, that you help out from time to time, Howard? Yeah, that's my friend. But uh, unfortunately, he knows zero about cars. And not only that. Uh, he has a Subaru, and uh, after the first service, the oil change, uh, he said, stop, I don't want you to do anymore. So they said, why? He says, you put six quarts of oil in, and my car only falls for five. So the guy says, oh, we know what we're doing, you know, uh, correct. Now, what I told him, if, he, if they put an, uh, six quarts and it calls for five, it could do damage to the engine. Correct, Rick? Yes, it can. Okay, so I told him. Uh, post haste, let's get back to the uh, dealer and, and let them take out the, uh, the, the quart of oil, the extra quart. Unless, uh, you know, unless he has a special engine or something and requires well, six quarts. The, the first thing I would do is park the car on a level surface, 
make sure it looks relatively level, right. let it sit for about five minutes, and then right. check the oil and see if it's at the top mark on the dipstick of the safe range, I would leave it be if it's within that range. If it's way over, I'd go back. Okay. Now, being a little less than a quart would not do any harm, but more than a quart does harm, correct? Well, I I would say there there's a range on the dipstick. There's two marks, a low mark and a high mark, and it should be in between those marks. If it's over that high mark, go back. Even just a little bit, I'd go back. Okay. <clears throat> Great. Great information. Thank you very much. And, again, happy Mother's Day to all mothers that are listening. And I'll call you back next week. Thanks, Howard. Thanks. Thank you, Howard. We love talking to you. 877-960-9960 or text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, we have a great mystery shopping report coming up, so you want to stay tuned for that, and that's just going to be in a couple of minutes. Uh, our mystery shop uh, took place in uh, Tipton, uh, Georgia, so uh, stay tuned for that. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we are going to go to, uh, to one more caller here, uh, John from West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Yo, John. Yeah, hi. Hey, this is uh, calling for Howard, and that, and I don't know if he covered it because I didn't get to hear the complete answer. But he was complaining about, or he was mentioning about the six quarts of oil instead of five. Should only take five. But when you get an oil change, don't you need that extra oil to cover the oil, the new oil filter that has to be filled as well? Because whenever I've done oil changes, we, if it calls for five quarts, you had to put extra because of the new oil filter. Well, it depends on the manufacturer. Most of them include the filter in it already. So when they say 5.5, 5.6 quarts, they're already compensating for the amount that it's going to need for the filter. That's why it's it's because the proper procedure is to make sure the car is level, run the engine for a few moments so the pressure's up, shut it off, let it sit for a few minutes so that the oil will drain down into the crankcase, and then check your oil level. And obviously at that point, it should be somewhere in that safe range, preferably up near that top mark. Okay. Uh, all right. You know, because last time I changed my oil was like 1978. So I think they changed things. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's depending because, of course, most manufacturers now are going to say they're going to list it as liters, and they're also going to have it in quarts. And... It can be confusing. So, and for even our, our technicians, that's why we always tell them put in this amount, then double check it. And if the oil level is correct, you're good. If not, add a little extra if you need it. Yeah. All right. Very good. I learned something. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Great talking to you. Our pleasure. Okay. Uh, Rick or Stu, do you have anything for us? I'm checking. Okay. Nothing so far. Okay. It's quiet on the text You mean line. we've got no anonymous yeah. feedbacks? I find Not that. since the last one we got was on uh, last week. You know, I was asked a question about electric vehicles and uh, whether or not they may cost more for insurance, you know, uh, than uh, the uh, uh, gasoline, uh, uh, gas, what am I trying to say, the gasoline-powered uh, cars. Mm -hmm. Anybody uh, have the question? I mean, have an answer? 
Well, the interesting thing I see on with the electric cars is I think a lot of states like California are going to start increasing the registration rates on electric vehicles hmm. because what they're what the state is not getting from the electric car owners is the gas tax is the taxes that you would have paid on all the gasoline you used. Yeah. So suddenly uh, they're going to start hurting in a lot of states as more and more electric cars get on the road. There's no gas tax money to help pay for those roads. And those governments are going to start. Uh, they don't like losing ga- tax yeah, money. Yeah. They yeah. should start finding people find it. Coming up with cars something. Recalls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to track you down. <laughs> California and New York are great for taxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why our population is growing right here in Florida. <laughs> well, oh, believe me, we, we pay our share, too, here. Uh, matter of fact, here's from Donovan. Okay. Uh, Florida and Texas have passed laws for a $200 registration fee on electric vehicles. Who did? Florida Florida and Texas. Damn you, DeSantis. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they're... That's uh, that's good information. That's great information, Stu. Hey, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hey, listen, our taxes are so low here. We had had a room room for one little tax. Uh, We've really had a great time today on the show. Uh, We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Carlos, who's calling us uh, from, uh, I think he's calling us from Tequesta, and I think Carlos has called us before. Good morning, Carlos. Good morning. How are you today? Thank you for receiving my phone call. Oh, you're welcome. Nice to hear from you again. Last week I was listening to your show, and um, I have a problem with uh, 2011. Mercedes-Benz. Um, I purchased it last year for a friend of mine who went back to Connecticut. And uh, when I got the car, the wood trim on the car is falling out out of the door panels. Mm-hmm. And he told me it was a request for that, a recall for that. But I went to the computer and looked at it and was only for the faith color in the wood trims. I wonder if you know anything about this. Uh, who can I contact and the company directly? What year was the Mercedes? It's a 2011. 2011, uh, what's the model? It's a 350, E350. Okay, uh, trim recall. I'm Googling this just to see if there's anything I could find online. Yeah, Carlos, you want to write this down while yeah. he's Googling safercar.org. S-A, oh, gov. Safercar.gov. If you write that down and anybody else listening, right. safercar.gov, uh, put your VIN number in. They'll tell you exactly what uh, the recall is right. on your car, if there is one. Now, technically, this is not a recall, Carlos. This is um, this was a class action suit. So it's not a safety issue. It's just a... Um, it was a, a defect in the trim. Yes. <clears throat> so, yeah, so I don't, you go to, and um, you can write this, well, no, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a lawyer's website. If you, do you use a computer or phone um, and can use Google? Yes. Okay. Just, just search for uh, t- 2011 Mercedes E350 trim recall, and there's a uh, class action lawsuit, and you just need to, um, there's a little bit of information that'll tell you how to get into um, get a part of that. 
Yeah, because but uh, I don't know yeah. if it has anything to do with it coming off because everything I'm seeing here has to do with the it's the burl walnut trim that's fading and it doesn't look like it's mm. so th there's nothing I'm seeing about it peeling off or breaking off. Yeah, the, all the wood trim is supposed to be the wood trim is fallen off out of the panel. So yeah. this person tried to the person who had purchased the car he tried to, to glue tell you that. yeah he told you that it was going to be covered under this that. thing and the car's heat is office is. Coming yeah. down, so I went to the this guy who I know over here in Tequesta who does uh, Jupiter. The trim. Um, what they do these cars? Yeah, the trim. So he he told me it's gonna cost me fifteen hundred dollars. Whoa! So. Really? And, uh, do you have uh, all the pieces? Well, the pieces are breaking apart. Oh, That's so they didn't just fall out intact. Well, I was gonna say you can glue them back in, the but. Door panel. And uh, it's one piece for each trim is one entire piece. And when you look at the door, the trim is coming out before you get the handle. Yeah. So uh, looks like the guys tried to put crazy glue or epoxy. Yeah, that's not good. I don't know if you, you don't have any recourse probably with the guy who sold you the car. There might be yeah. an alternative solution short of putting real burl wood back in. Um, so maybe the guy quoted you to the $1,500 to bring it up to like like new quality I mean not quality but there could be a, another you know like a plastic trim that looks nice that could go in place instead of the real burrow that would make it look really nice um, yeah just one suggestion but um, I would also just look a little bit lower on this the recall maybe I missed something maybe it does include cracking and breaking but Carlos good luck I I hope hope that works out for you but um like I said yeah, a, a, a less expensive yeah help. you got it All a right. less expensive op option I think Happy, very happy, good day. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Carlos. Bye-bye, Carlos. Okay, Rick, do you have anything? Uh, as a matter of fact, Igor is popping right up with that one. He's, he oh, said, yeah? no, there's no recalls on the uh, yeah. 11 E350 class. Uh, but Donovan also mentioned, he said, uh, the, let's see here, get scrolled back a little bit. Ah, the $200 registration fee that Florida and Texas are, suggesting to use or or that they have just passed he says that's basically the equivalent of someone with a 20 mile per gallon car not a lot of good mileage there driving 15,000 miles a year would be about $200 in taxes so they're putting the spurs to it a little yeah they should. and he says Florida's about $75 for a, a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle uh, he says he doesn't mind the idea of paying a little extra for the, you know, for the taxes, but being paid at the rate of a 20 mile per gallon car, 15,000 miles, he says, now I suggested maybe the government's looking to pad their pockets a little extra. They are, because the average MPG is 26 miles per gallon. Mm-hmm. And he says that's exactly what they're doing. Electricity's already heavily taxed. They could have just used some of those taxes, but now people with EVs are paying double because you're paying taxes on your electricity and paying an extra registration fee for the lost gas tax. Or they could have done the math with a vehicle getting better fuel economy because most cars today get much better than 20. Even yeah. my Tacoma pickup, I'm getting better than 20. Yeah. So you're talking about politicians, and, uh, and politicians actually in the last Gallup annual poll came up lower than car dealers. So that's, that show, this, is, this show is about car dealers, but politicians are just as bad. And, uh, you yeah, know, they'll, 
everything they do is so they can get elected. Uh, when they when they move their mouth, that means they're trying to get elected. Uh, anything they say, they're trying to get elected. Yep. They they don't care about you. They don't care about uh, uh, the the country. They don't care about their city or their municipality, or whatever. Uh, all they care about is getting elected, and uh, it's just a damn shame. Uh, those are the, uh, seriously on the Gallup annual poll. Um, members of Congress uh, are are next to last. Telemarketers are last. Holy mackerel. Where's the uh, car dealers here? We're number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, wait a minute. It must be on the next page. Yeah, they're, they're, we're still last. There's another page. Yeah, we're still last. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, uh, they're trying to beat us out of last place. I won't have that. No, we won't have a show. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, folks. Um, I think uh, we are going to go to the uh, Mystery Shopping Report. How's that sound, guys? Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, vote. My people need to vote. Uh, yeah, definitely go to 772-497-6530. Uh, and my blog, uh, my last blog was about that. Uh, why do we grade on the curve? If we didn't grade on the curve, we wouldn't have yeah. any dealers, yeah. certainly well, in Florida, that you could buy a car from. So. I was in the process of uh, speaking about that. You can go to Earl on Cars, and uh, you can uh, read his blog. And you can go to uh, Florida Weekly hometown news and you can also read Earl's uh, column that is grading cars grading car dealers on the curve who are the most honest prisoners in Sing Sing who are the most honest prisoners in Sing Sing anybody have the answer hey, hey, no uh, one's guilty everyone's innocent in Sing Sing <laughs> exactly but at any rate seriously uh, we love to hear from you we want your vote 772-497-6530. The Mystery Shopper report uh, was uh, uh, mystery, uh, our mystery shopper went out to uh, Tipton, Georgia. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I think I wrote that first wrong. question it's, is, where the hell is Tipton, Georgia? It, I wrote that because it's Tifton. Yeah, Tifton. I, that was, Tifton? That was yeah. It's Tifton. I yeah, so Stu, uh, Sue writes these up about 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so sometimes <laughs> we get around, I think that I sent this around like 8.30 uh, or 9. It's, it's uh, interesting Prince here Chevrolet. because oh, this brings to sharp focus the difference between small-town dealers and large town dealers, you know, uh, if you're if you're in the uh, if you're in a highly Chicago, New York, Miami, I mean, it's just a bloodbath. And in the smaller rural areas, we we have found because Agent Lightning travels around, and when she's in a smaller area, uh, the, the the dealers are more honest. I I, I don't want to tip my hand here, but just because everybody goes to church together and it's like uh, all you here's Tifton, Georgia. Face each other. This is a tick. I, I Googled it. I, I Googled it. Okay. Population of Tifton, Georgia, 17,045. It's like bigger than Lake Park. I think, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a little, they have a, they have a college there. It's the Baldwin Agricultural College. And they, the, the farm, it's a farming town. They, they farm peanuts, cotton, and tobacco and pecans. I mean, it's just, I, I just, what a wonderful town to live in. And uh, in a small town, if, if a business of any type takes advantage of somebody, it doesn't take long for word of mouth to spread around, and you're out of business. And there's a lot of bigger towns. I mean, if you wanted to, you could drive to Atlanta. That's about a three-hour drive. But people in Tif Tifton, Georgia, 
uh, go to Prince uh, Chevrolet, and that's who will be Mystery Shop. So here we go. Speaking as if I were Agent Lightning, I arrived mid-afternoon, noticed that there weren't many vehicles in the lot, so I went straight inside. I was greeted by a young gentleman named Russell. He smiled broadly, introduced himself, and asked my name, followed by, what brings you in today? I chuckled, replied, I'm looking to buy a new car, but couldn't help but notice there aren't any, or, or very many cars outside. Russell explained that they had several trucks and an Equinox. To my delight, I responded, that's uh, exactly what I'm looking for, an, an Equinox. Russell informed me that it was top of the line, came with all the bells and whistles. He excused himself to fetch the keys so we could check it out. The vehicle was parked at the front of the lot, facing the road, with the hood open. The manufacturer suggested retail price, MSRP, was $36,665. The addendum, uh, let me clear something up. Nancy talked about this earlier. Uh, there are different kinds of addendums. Uh, you've, got the, uh, you've got the addendum where they have the dealer install accessories, which are worthless things like nitrogen tires and paint sealant. And then you have the addendum, which is the market adjustment addendum, which is a matter of we don't have very many of these cars, demand is high, therefore I'm gonna charge you more money. Now, no one likes to be charged more money, but of all the addendums, to me, the market adjustment is less offensive than the dealer installed accessories. Dealer installed accessories addendum, they're lying to you. They're telling you that nitrogen in the tires is worth 200 bucks or 150 or it's worth nothing. And they'll tell you that uh, window tent uh, is uh, way more than it well, would cost you to have the window tent done. And they'll tell you the stripes cost you way more than they do. So uh, I can defend as a capitalist a market adjustment addendum if it's honest. I mean, let's face it. You want to buy a Corvette today? You're going to pay over a sticker. Uh, you want to buy a, a Shelby, <laughs> you want to buy any scarce car today, you're going to buy a lot of money over a sticker, but that's supply and demand. So here we are uh, uh, looking at, uh, at the addendum. Um, the addendum glued on the window next to the Moroni label added $970 for Prince Complete Care. Okay, whoops, it wasn't a market adjustment. It was uh, for dealer installed accessories. So. Uh, that's not good, uh, but most dealers do it, and that's reasonably great on the curve. We both walked to the driver's door, and again, we're back in Tifton, Georgia, uh, the Chevrolet dealership, Prince Chevrolet. Um, I climbed to the driver's seat while Russell, the salesperson, walked around to the passenger's side and took a seat. He didn't uh, mention anything about test drive, but spent a, co a considerable amount of time going over the car's safety features. He also mentioned that they pride themselves on not marking up their vehicles as much as their competitors. I mean, that's that's refreshing. I mean, I mean, uh, to, to be honest, uh, you're not going to have anybody say that we sell cars. You know, I, to be totally honest with you, we sell charge more money than our competition. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to hear that. So he's going to tell you that he does mark up their vehicles as much as the competition. That's okay. Inquiring about the $970 Prince Care. Russell explained the benefits, uh, especially for local residents. I informed him that, which there aren't very many of them. <laughs> so I, I informed him that I was in the process of purchasing a second home in Georgia, but believed I still, uh, I had to still insure the car with my Florida insurance coverage, uh, which includes windshield repair replacement, and I didn't think 
I needed the other benefits from uh, the Prince Care, the yeah. Prince Total Care. Yeah. Russell care. suggested uh, he could speak to his sales manager to see what could be done should I decide to move forward. I get the idea they don't get that many shoppers from out of the area. It's a small dealership. I expressed my liking uh, for the car and asked if it was possible to see the final out-the-door price. Russell agreed, and we returned inside together. He offered me some water, then asked for my uh, contact information. Once we had everything, he excused himself to speak to his sales manager. A few minutes later, Russell returned with a sales worksheet. The, uh, the, there's always the worksheet, right? Why is there always a worksheet? Because a worksheet, and it says so in the fine print on the worksheet, is not a legal document. And uh, you're not going to have anything on a worksheet that's going to obligate that dealer. On a vehicle buyer's order, that is a legal document and does obligate you and the dealer. So there is the interim paperwork, the worksheet. Top line was MSRP, 36665 there was a $1,500 rebate that came off, and this was a factory rebate, which my advice to you with this is to always try to familiarize yourself with the manufacturer's rebates. Um, in this case here, uh, it was taken off, but maybe uh, it wouldn't have been taken off uh, if you had said if you didn't know about it. Or maybe uh, they planned on taking it off, but they just added it back on with some other things. So arm yourself with whatever Subaru or Honda or Toyota or Chevrolet is, is doing for you, the customer. You don't know what they're doing for the, the dealers. The dealer's re- money is confidential. Top between, secret. Yeah, the manufacturer <laughs> of the dealer. But customer money uh, you should know about because they'll keep your customer money. It's yeah. called delaming. Yeah, yeah. Glom the rebate. Yeah, and they'll uh, you'll sign a waiver and say all rebates come back to me, the dealer, and so they you lost your rebate. Know what it is. In this case, it was fifteen hundred dollars, adjusted the price to thirty five one sixty five, and then they added the nine hundred seventy dollar Prince Complete Care thing. Next came eighty nine dollars in taxable fees, and six hundred ninety nine dollar doc doc fee, which is also taxable fee, but they didn't have that in label on it. And uh, my real price uh, was $36,923, which was $258 over MSRP. Now, that tells you that things are coming down, at least at Tifton. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, for a Chevy. <laughs> yeah, for Chevy. Yeah. And, uh, but prices are coming down, and uh, uh, discounts are increasing. Manufacturers' discounts are increasing. Dealers' discounts are increasing, so prices are slowly coming down. I mean, the fact that GM's putting up fifteen hundred dollars um, on this Equinox yeah. <clears throat> suggests they uh, they know which way the market's going. Yeah, exactly. He informed me that his manager had found a rebate for me, which more than covered their protection plan. He hoped that uh, would work for me and showed me the price sheet. He explained that once they ran my credit. Monthly payment would likely decrease as they automatically use a higher annual percentage rate for worst-case scenarios. Right? On the worksheet, yeah, the sample yeah. payments. Yeah, and and yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, they probably use a higher average. I mean, they're not going to be using an 800 beacon. No, uh, they they usually what most dealers do. Uh, they use uh, what they they claim it's the store average, yeah. and often cases it is, which is higher than, well, you know, yeah. than what most people well. 
half the people get. Just the bottom line when it comes to payments, never buy a car on payments. Or if you are thinking payments, don't tell the the salesman or the dealership you're thinking payments because it's too easy to be taken advantage of. You need an out-the-door price, cash price, and then you can convert that to payments yourself by your bank or your credit union, or if you have to, you can go to the dealer. Manufacturer might even have a really good deal, but you want to know the cash out the door price. And then after that, you can do anything you want to. You can change your mind and lease it. You can change your mind and finance it. But always start with that lowest out the door price. Uh, I thanked him for his time and uh, insured him. Did I jump? No. Okay, my real price was $258 over MSRP. Pretty good. And... uh, Anyway, thank you for his time for him that I needed to discuss the purchase with my husband. I assured him I'd be in touch and that uh, we should try to buy the only th- uh, that we should try to buy the only thing left would be to drive it. Russell thanked me for coming in and said let him know should we proceed. So, you know, I kind of tipped my hand and uh, told you this was going to be a pleasant experience because it was a small town. Uh, they did get a big uh, agent lightning, did get a pretty good picture of the uh, of the uh, MSRP and also the addendum label. And I, I show you that <laughs> if you're streaming this to show you how dealers will typically take their addendum labels and put them right next to the Maroney label. And at first glance, it just looks like one big fat label. And you have to look closely because they try to get the addendum labels to look very similar. Yeah, they the, didn't do a good job with this one. They Usually they match the color. This one they got... They have a blue addendum, yeah, and it doesn't look that good. Yeah, these addendum labels are are printed up by companies that try to make them. You know, these dealers don't design their own addendum labels; they fill in the blanks and uh, buy a bunch of them and put them on the car so they look official. And then you think it's just an MSRP. So there, there we are, uh, Tifton, Georgia, Chevrolet dealer, and uh, we grade on the curve, and that means that it's almost impossible to get an A. Uh, but we do have an A or two in our recommended dealer list. And uh, C should be the most common grade. I'm not sure that it is, but that's the way it should be. And please uh, let us know. And uh, you can uh, go to YouTube, and Rick will read the scores out. You can go to uh, text and uh, or Facebook, and uh, Stu will find the scores. Yeah, i got uh, some coming in. Uh, Bob. Uh, starts starts it off with a B for uh, for print Chevrolet. Uh, Jonathan Wellington, um, I guess a Floridian needs to drive the Georgia in order to get a good deal when buying a Chevy. Present dealership company accepted. Thank you. I'll give him a B plus. Uh, the add-ons cost him for the higher grade of A. Um, let me make sure I don't have anybody else. I'm kind of going in that direction. Um, if the if it was a market adjustment, I'm with you, um, Dad. That. Uh, that's almost more excusable the extra equipment we don't like but it was such such a small amount and and the out the door wound up being with the help of general motors um, just a little bit over msrp it sounds like a pretty good deal and they seem to be really nice um i'm giving them a b as well yeah yeah sounds reasonable rick okay Uh, this is gonna be a good one you're gonna love these uh we'll start right off with mark anderson says Mark from St. Louis, B. Time to party like it's 1999. Johnny Z. Fraidley, I wonder if Prince, Prince <laughs> Chevrolet, 
sells a lot of little red Corvettes. I would probably. Out Purple Rain, a score of C. I didn't even, that, I never, it didn't even want. Johnny, I love out. you, buddy. I love you. Johnny, be good. I like the Corvette, Corvettes one. Uh, Tim Gilliland with a B. Brian Sidlatko with just a few new cars on the lot tells me they're selling cars at a good price. B. Mark Smith, I'll give him a B. And give me five bucks, B minus. Uh, myself, uh, one little markup that they, they're they open and honest about it. Just a little misdemeanor. They're not hiding anything, though. No. I, I'm, I'm going with the B plus. Okay. I, I think it seems like a very honest, friendly dealership. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, that's fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, I have, <laughs> I have kind of like a maybe feeling and uh you know, you know <laughs> i'm gonna be good this morning uh i give them a b plus uh they were honest they they were they were up front you know we whoever walks in they know what they have to offer so yeah. b plus for tifton you know it occurred to me as we had this relatively pleasant experience with with a uh, uh, tifton chevrolet um is when let's say you live in atlanta and you know you're going to get hosed uh, shopping in Atlanta. You will. Uh, if I if I lived in Atlanta and I was just your average car buyer, uh, and I considered myself an educated consumer, I just might call uh, Prince Chevrolet in Tifton and get a price, and then uh, get the out the door price. Um, that's a nice thing. If you can find an honest <coughs> dealer with a fair price, uh, you might not want to drive for three hours to get there, but if you deal online or by phone with Tifton because you found their odds, I know you're taking advantage of Tifton, but you go to your Atlanta dealer where you next door in your neighborhood and you say, listen, if you'll match this out the door price, uh, and, and otherwise I will drive three hours to Tifton. Yeah. So, so uh, don't just buy from somebody for convenience sake. Uh, get prices from people that aren't convenient because they're too far away if you could get a low price because uh, you're playing poker and when you say to your dealer i'm going to drive three hours you might in, in your heart of hearts though i'm really not going to drive three hours but make it believe you will and you could yeah hey georgia's not that 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 big of a state i mean nothing's no. too far in georgia yeah you're like four hours from everything and if you can save a thousand dollars hey it's worth it it is worth it so what's your vote um, you know, I'm wrestling between the B plus and the B. Um, I, I think I'm going to give them a, a B. Uh, I, I, I changed my mind. I'm going to get a B. I'm going to make it a B plus. All right. B plus. They're they're really good, really good experience. Okay. Uh, any more votes? Uh, we're looking caught up right now. I think. I think the gavel has come down. Yeah. You know, you know the, the one constant theme that uh, rang in and out of this show is competition. And I say over and over again that competition is a consumer's best friend. And uh, use, use the aggressiveness of car dealers and, and their competitiveness against them. Their weakness. And their weakness. It's your, their Achilles heel. I, I shudder when I say that because mine is oh, severed. Don't talk about your Achilles that. heel is literally an Achilles heel. <laughs> but go around and go as far as you have to go to get a good out-the-door price. Get it in writing. And... There's going to be some frustration to all because you're going to be trying to get prices that they won't give you the price. But if you get a price in writing, email or text, 
uh, you are going to, or even the old-fashioned snail mail, if you get a price in writing, they have to abide by it. Thank you very much. You heard it from Earl Stewart. Uh, ladies, I wish you a happy Mother's Day. We all do. Happy Mother's Day. Enjoy your moment. Enjoy the day. We'll be right back here at 8 o'clock on the Oldies Channel. And uh, please uh, tune in. We look forward to hearing from you. You do make the show. We'll see you next week. Thank you.